Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Tuesday, July 23rd, and this is your FT News Briefing. The White House and Congress strike a deal to raise the U.S. debt ceiling. Donald Trump promises major U.S. tech companies that his administration will process their applications to supply Huawei quickly. Washington sanctions one of China's largest state-backed oil companies for transporting Iranian crude oil. And Starbucks takes a stake in a restaurant tech startup. Plus, I'll talk with the FT's political editor, George Parker, about the man widely expected to become Britain's next prime minister. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. The threat of a U.S. debt default is gone, at least for the next couple of years. The White House and Democratic leaders in Congress reached an agreement on Monday that would raise America's $22 trillion borrowing limit. The plan was crafted by the Speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi, and Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin. The deal increases the debt ceiling for two years, until the middle of 2021, ensuring that the next budget standoff would happen after the next presidential election. Sources say the plan would increase spending levels in both defense and non-defense areas by a total of $320 billion. It would also cut spending by much less than the $150 billion in offsetting reductions sought by the Trump administration. Earlier this month, Mr. Mnuchin had warned that the government could run out of money to pay bills as soon as September. But the budget increases and sweeping tax cuts from Mr. Trump in 2017 raised new concerns about a lack of fiscal discipline in the world's largest economy. Donald Trump has promised major U.S. tech companies that he will decide quickly when it comes to supplying Huawei. In May, the Trump administration announced a policy that would, in effect, ban Huawei from selling technology into the American market and prevent it from buying from a few key U.S. suppliers. But after meeting with China's President Xi Jinping, Mr. Trump said he would ease the ban. On Monday, the president met chief executives from tech companies such as Qualcomm, Google, and Broadcom. They asked Mr. Trump to quickly process their applications to export to Huawei. Sources told the FT that the Trump administration has been urging companies to submit applications. In doing so, the White House is aiming to appease Beijing as U.S.-China trade talks continue. But it's never that simple when it comes to U.S. foreign policy in the Trump administration. The U.S. has issued sanctions against one of China's largest state-backed oil companies for transporting Iranian crude. The Chinese company Zhuhai Zhenrong and its chief executive will no longer be allowed to participate in foreign exchange, banking, or property transactions under U.S. jurisdiction. In May, the Trump administration said it would not renew the sanctions waivers which allowed several countries, including China, to continue importing Iranian oil. But China has quietly continued importing anyway. And just last month, it received its first delivery of Iranian oil cargo. China's oil companies are among Iran's biggest customers. The U.S. has been trying to force Iranian oil exports to zero since President Trump withdrew from the Obama-era nuclear deal last year. The sanctions come as tensions between Tehran and Washington and its allies have escalated. The U.K. is also now caught up in a tit-for-tat over oil tanker seizures in what some see as a sign that Britain is aligning itself with Mr. Trump's economic war against Tehran. 
and Starbucks is taking a stake in the restaurant tech startup Itza. Itza is a San Francisco-based company, and in its automated cafes, customers could order from an iPad and pick up salads at a special collection point, all without interacting with staff. But it has now closed all of those cafes, and it's trying to sell its systems to other chains. Starbucks is taking a seat on the board of Itza, which is being rebranded as Brightloom. The move comes as part of a $30 million investment the coffee chain is making alongside other investors. Former Starbucks executive Adam Brotman joined the company in April to implement a change in strategy. The move by Starbucks is the latest sign of how big restaurants are dabbling in technology. Earlier this year, McDonald's bought machine learning company Dynamic Yield for $300 million. And here's a closer look at one of today's big stories. It's been nearly two months since Theresa May announced that she would be stepping down as a UK prime minister. And since the campaign to find her replacement began, Boris Johnson has emerged as a clear favorite among his party members. People come out and say that Boris Johnson is someone who can change the political weather, someone who can stop cars in the street, someone who will put a smile on your face. That's the FT's political editor, George Parker, talking to me from the House of Commons. The race is down to Mr. Johnson and Foreign Secretary Jeremy Hunt, with the leadership race results due out today. As George says, members of the Conservative Party are eager for a different kind of leadership, someone with a bit more optimism and a bit more vigor. So the party is desperate for someone like Boris Johnson, But they're also aware, I think, and it's become obvious during the course of this campaign, that he also has many flaws as well. Flaws which I think they'll be prepared to overlook in this particular case and give him a chance. George, are people concerned that these flaws could get in the way of him doing his job as prime minister? Sure. So the the upside of Boris Johnson is optimistic, charismatic, looks like a leader, was a successful mayor of London. The downside of Boris Johnson are that he has little interest in facts or details. Brexit is nothing if not very complicated and very detailed. He's someone who appears not to have all that many fixed principles. For a long time, he wavered about whether he was for or against Brexit, even to the point where he wrote two newspaper columns, one making each side of the argument. And someone who seems very willing to delegate responsibility to other people, which served him well when he was mayor of London. The problem is when you're in that executive position, and the phone rings late at night and there's a terrorist incident or something like that, you you can't devolve. You have to make decisions on the spur of the moment. And I think that's going to be the big test for Boris Johnson. How are people already in the government feeling about the idea of working with Mr. Johnson? So a number of people have said that they aren't prepared to serve under Boris Johnson if he becomes prime minister. A number of ministers have said they're going to resign in the coming days. And Alan Duncan, who's the number two at the Foreign Office, resigned as a minister on Monday. He's previously described Boris Johnson as a circus act. More seriously is the fact that Philip Hammond, the Chancellor of the Exchequer, has announced he's intending to resign on Theresa May's very last day in office rather than serve under Boris Johnson. The core of all this is that Boris Johnson has said that he wants all of his ministers to be prepared to sign up to a no-deal exit. That's the most disruptive and chaotic form of Brexit. He says it has to be a threat in Britain's armory. We have to be prepared to leave without a deal if the EU isn't prepared to cut the UK a better deal. And there are some ministers, including Alan Duncan and Philip Hammond, who just say that under no circumstances should Britain be prepared to leave without a deal because of the economic and political disruption that would cause. 
What else can we expect from Boris Johnson as he moves forward on Brexit? Well, Boris Johnson set out some aspects of his Brexit policy during the course of this campaign, but frankly, we're still waiting to hear a lot more details and so are other European leaders. What we do know is he said that we will leave the European Union come what may, do or die, as he put it, on the 31st of October. That's a commitment he's made to the party. And the second promise is that he wants to tear up the deal that Theresa May did with the EU and sort of rip up most of what she agreed with the European Union. Now, how Boris Johnson thinks he's going to negotiate a better deal with the EU if he intends to rip up a deal that the EU and Britain have spent two years negotiating, I'm not sure. But the other problem is if the no deal is negotiable in Brussels, he has said we'll leave without a deal. And in that case, he'll come crashing into a brick wall, which is Parliament, which has already made it clear it won't accept a no deal exit. And for those reasons, the fact he's caught between these two rocks, a number of people are predicting that Boris Johnson, sooner or later, is going to have to have a general election to try and sort this all out. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. Aside from what's happening in UK politics, we'll be keeping an eye on the earnings calendar. Coca-Cola and United Technologies are among the companies set to report today. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.